Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a whole bunch of random nonsense. I'm Jason. And I'm KJ. And in this episode, we'll start off with our weekend review covering several topics, including the case of the fractured mailbox, even more evidence that insurance companies are the devil. Then we'll play Do We Have a Guest? And later, find out where you live in our Real Thoughts segment. We'll finish up with our recommendations, and Jason finally pulls back the curtain on being knocked unconscious in our feedback section. All this, plus several conversational tangents. Wow, that sounds like a great show today. I might even listen to it. And uh, speaking of tangents... In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in, in review. Speaking of things that happened this week, I got to tell you this this little story. Okay. So I think it was. The morning after we re- we recorded last episode, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm leaving my house to go to the YMCA get a workout, get a workout in, and I notice that my mailbox is on the ground instead of on the post, and I'm looking at it and trying to decide what's hap- what's what happened. So you know how you have the mailbox and then you have the post next to it uh, with uh, one of those free weekly ad papers like a plastic. Oh, like a newspaper leaflet kind of thing? Yeah. Well, we have one of those, too. And that was all bent up and pretty much turned upside down, but still attached to the post. So uh, I'm like, okay, well, I'll I'll deal with that when I get home. So I'm gone for about an hour, hour and a half, and I come back to, and I get to the driveway, and I start to get out of the car and see what's going on. And someone had been by and put the mailbox, mailbox back up. And oh, so they propped it back. So they fixed it, fixed it? They fixed it to as much as could be fixed. So it's still it, the little red flag thing. It's a plastic mailbox, but the little mm-hmm. red flag thing that you put up when you got, want the carrier to grab your stuff, grab right. your mail, was broken off. So that you can't use that. Uh-uh. And then very wobbly. And, but when, when you open the box, oh, I, I can see light on the other side. So the back so part of the mailbox broke off. It's just completely gone. It's gone. <laughs> so if any inclement weather weather comes, I've got soiled mail. Yeah. Okay, that's not my definition of fixed. <laughs> right. That's propped back up is what they did. So exactly, they propped it back up and I was that just this kind of just made me more mad because <laughs> I'm like, okay, this person f- felt guilty enough that they quote unquote fixed it, but they mm-hmm. didn't come up to my house and tell me, you know, I did this and I'll pay for a new one. And maybe am I wrong that that is something that most people would do or or is that well, something that only a few people would do? I would hope that most people would at least leave a note to say, hey, you know, I ran over your mailbox or whatever happened and would, you know, at least offer to fix it if Especially because it seems like it's unlikely to me that they didn't notice that the back of the mailbox was missing when they propped it back up. 
Right. Some sort of, hey, you know, I did this, I, I did this, but you might want to get this fixed or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like you said, obviously there's some issues. The box is not usable for any length of time. Now that was six days ago or so, and we still haven't replaced it because it's going to be 75 to a hundred bucks. Cause we can't just replace the box. You have to replace the whole post. Oh, okay. And so then I start to wonder, well, maybe this was just a good Samaritan. Maybe somebody was driving by and said, hey, their mailbox fell. Let me pick that up for them. Oh, and not the person who actually... Not, yeah, not the culprit. Uh-huh. Um, what what? That's probably more likely. You think so? Well, okay. Well, I, if, I, if, if I was the Good Samaritan, I don't know. I might want to say, hey, because, you know, you never know where there could be cameras. There, there maybe could be a camera at my driveway, and I might want to say, hey, you know, I saw your mailbox fell. I picked it up for you. I don't know what happened, but I thought it mm -hmm. might be help. You know, to let them know that I didn't do it, but... Is that kind of a weird thing? That's where my mind goes. Yeah, true. Uh, is it like a rural or suburban area neighborhood, like a subdivision, or is it just like a? It's country, what, what kind of country area? gravel road. So how how many how like how, what's the distance between you and the next mailbox or next house? I should say. Oh, probably about a quarter mile. Oh, okay. Or an eighth so, of a mile, maybe. This may sound weird, but it really makes me look at it differently in terms of. I, I now I actually believe that possibly somebody, a good Samaritan, like you were saying, came by to prop it back up because if it was in a neighborhood, I don't think anybody's stopping. If mm -hmm. it's in a, like a rural area, I think more people are likely to stop and help out just because I, you would think in a neighborhood people want to be more friendly and neighborly. Yeah. But yeah. I, in my experience living in both different types of areas, it's the more rural area where people are Hey, let me stop and fix this, and you know, or help you fix this, or that kind of stuff. More likely to stop and help than you know, people living right next door to me in a neighborhood. Well, you you might be right. I mean, I didn't start to think about that till a little later. And then mm -hmm. the other twist to this story is apparently about a mile and a half down the gravel road. So the gravel road's probably about three miles in total. Mm -hmm. There was one other mailbox that was obviously vandalized. This mine looks like maybe somebody hit it with a car. But the other one looked like someone took a hammer and just smacked the crap out of it. Oh. So now we got two mailboxes, and I'm just wondering, am I supposed to call the police or just buy a new mailbox and forget it? Does any? I, I'd like to know, if anybody's had their mailbox knocked down and, and is listening, what do you do? Do you just go buy one and just shut up already? It sounds more and more, now knowing that you said that there's another one that looks obviously like somebody hit it with something, uh, it sounds maybe like, you know, kids, teenagers driving in a car, hitting it with a golf club or a baseball bat or throwing stuff at it, which is incredibly dangerous. Uh, but I, I've i never done that, but I've had friends who did that. <laughs> and um, I've always heard, uh, to, to get to your question, I've always heard that if you do that to a, a mailbox, it's like a federal offense. And I don't know if that's just a you know, old wives tale kind of story, or if it's true that it should be reported because, you know, mail and U.S. mail and all that stuff is federal jurisdiction and all that kind of business. Well, that's um, exactly what I thought. I've heard the yeah. same thing, that it's federal property and you shouldn't mess with it, which has me questioning whether I should uh, do something about it or just let it go. I don't like to be the person that calls the police over little things like this, but right tells me that there's two in the neighborhood. And um, I just don't understand the mentality behind people that I mean, when I was in high school, I never did that kind of thing. Or when I was younger, I never did that kind of thing. But maybe, I don't know, maybe. 
I think that might be a kind of a teenage boy okay. kind of yeah. thing because I was that stupid once. Were you? Well, what about, I mean, toilet papering houses? I also never got into that, and that's, girls get into that. Yeah, I never did that. Um, I set somebody's yard on fire once with gasoline and a skateboard. <laughs> okay, Their front yard. Uh, okay. Um, we can't let this pass. <laughs> How does the skateboard come into play? You pour gasoline in a trail up the driveway, and then you douse the skateboard in it, and then you push the skateboard and light the trail where the skateboard was sitting, so it catches the skateboard, and the skateboard's rolling like a fireball and hits the grass and just... (sighs) It was in my neighborhood. It was a friend of mine, and he... I kind of got talked into it, but then once I got going, I was like, this is going to be really cool looking. Okay, And it was his house, and... (laughs) Oh, it was his I got house. in trouble for that. You did. Yeah. I bet you did. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say we probably don't want to condone this. No, 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 no. Please do not do that. I look at it now and go, how stupid is that? Um, could have burned his house down. It could have set the whole neighborhood on fire. <laughs> yeah. It's just really, really dumb. Super dangerous. And you know, if my kids did that, I feel like I would, you know, ground them for until they moved out of the house. Um, but, you know, it. his parents came home as we were pushing the skateboard down the driveway and they saw this fireball rolling down their driveway and hit their grass. And um, fortunately, nobody got hurt and nothing, no damage really. I mean, we, the, it didn't even really set the grass on fire. So they didn't even get to that part and work. Um, so well, you, <laughs> anyway. You can probably chalk stupid. that up to the category. You guys were, you were just in the category of, you know, exploring your artistic, artistic sides. Yeah, I was 14 or 15 and just dumb. And, you know, and at, at that age, you get into, you, you get, you know, connected with other kids in the neighborhood. And if one of them has a bad idea, you kind of tend, teenage boys tend to go along with it and, you know, yeah, the- just do dumb stuff. So I can see where hitting a mailbox with a, a bat or, a, you know, throwing something at it out of the back of a truck. Um, do you guys have like big, like, you know, lift kits on trucks and things in that area. I'm assuming since it's a more rural area, um, we, ha- we have that here in Georgia because, you know, it's the South. Sure. Uh, where people like go mudding and things like that, or they have this big giant jacked up truck with, you know, oversized tires. And that, do you guys have that kind of stuff? Up there? Absolutely. And there's a couple of trucks on this road, but the one that, that I have a secret, is secretly my suspect, which I have no, mm-hmm. uh, I have no uh, evidence for this whatsoever. But So I don't know why, probably because it looks like, the mailbox has been hit by a truck, but this one's got a huge customized exhaust pipe sitting in the bed of the truck mm-hmm. that just is so loud when it goes by the house. You think that they're coming through your front window. Yeah. Is it one of those that like they call, I think it's called rolling coal? Uh, I have no idea. Where they no hit the idea. switch and then like this giant black plume of smoke will come flying out of it? I haven't actually seen him roll the coal. <laughs> I've only heard it. I uh, that's something I just don't understand. But anyway, so anyway, he's the one that big truck. I think this was hit by a truck, not a golf club or bat. So you might be right so on the truck. Side mirror on the side of the truck. You know, might have gotten too close. One might have been an accident. I mean, two could have been an accident. I personally, me, I would probably, if you can get it fixed, I would fix it and then just see if it happens again. But the next time, I would absolutely. If it happened to me twice, I would absolutely be calling the cops to say, hey, you know, maybe we need to investigate this a little bit more because it could be further down the road that you that you haven't seen where it has happened to other people too. All right. I'll take that advice. Anybody else that has advice for me, I'll take that too.
or at least I'll, yes, I'll consider it. <laughs> you certainly don't want to listen to advice on this from someone who was once a teenage kid that <laughs> yeah. rolled a fireball skateboard down a driveway. If anybody's got better advice than Jason, I'd like to know. <laughs> it's not hard to, to get better <laughs> advice than me. But speaking of big trucks yeah, and accidents and hitting stuff, um, like I said before, living in Georgia, there's a lot of people that have large trucks. And I, I at one point had a you know truck, a four-wheel drive truck, and have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, but they can be difficult to drive in like small parking lots. And recently, uh, my wife was driving through one of the local malls here, and somebody backed into her car with one of those giant trucks, you know, that has a giant big trailer hitch on the back of it, and just tore into the fiberglass and metal in the side of the car and left this big scrape down the side of it. Oh, great. Um, so, yeah, it, this was like six weeks ago. Um, and so we called the insurance, which I know I feel like I talk, I have talked about insurance every week. But, oh, is this, you know, install, hey. is this th- insurance 3.0 installment? Yes, this is the, the continuing saga of the insurance companies. Oh, people are going to love it. People are so into know. insurance talk. <laughs> Go ahead. So... She called me when it happened, and she says, do I need to call the police? I was like, well, can you drive the car? Is everybody okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, no problem, uh, and it's still drivable. It just looks like you know somebody poked a hole in the side of the car and scraped down the side of the door. And I was like, okay, get her information. Um, and, she, and I said, is she saying that it's not her fault? And Because and, and, um, it was a like a high school-age girl driving this big, giant truck. And she's like, no. My wife's like, no. Um, the girl said, you know, she knows it's her fault. Um, she's sorry. She's, you know, upset about it. And I said, then, you know, most of the time I would have said, yes, call the police and get a police report. But, um, it was probably a hundred degrees that day. This is, you know, middle of the summer. Both my kids are in the car and, you know, by the time you call the police and do all that, you know, you're talking 45 minutes to an hour, probably minimum mm-hmm. to handle all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, you know, don't just take pictures of everything, get as much information as you can and we'll, we'll handle it. Uh, so she took a picture of the license plate and got um, this girl wrote down her dad's name because it was insurance in her dad's name and the insurance company and the policy number. So we took that. Um, I called my insurance company. Uh, this was on a Saturday. So on Monday, I called my insurance company to say, you know, here's the deal. Here's what happened. Um, and the woman said, I can't help you with that. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It kind of took me off guard. What is yeah. it about people? Speaking to you on the phone from insurance companies like that, I can't help you with that. The first person I get is always like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> and it sounded like this woman just woke up from her from her nap. Uh, and it wasn't early in the morning. It was like midday on Monday, that Monday. And she it didn't seem like she wanted to help me. And so I, after I told her the story, she said, I can't help you with that. I said, but you're my insurance company. She goes, yeah, you need to call that person's insurance company because it was a different insurance company than ours, than mine. Okay. And I said, so you can't do anything. She goes, nope. Nope, and I'll and see I you said, later. Okay. Yep, see you later. And I said, okay. And right then, I got it in my mind, once this is over, and the next time our premiums are up, I need to look at different insurance companies. I think that sounds and, like a good idea. Yeah, so I call the insurance company uh, of the guy who his daughter backed into my wife, and her, her car, not into her um, That's good. That would have been much yeah. worse. Because then yeah. your other insurance um, company, she, she, well, she was listed, but yeah. I don't know. It's kind of yeah, shady. Yeah, she would have been covered. Yeah, but, but who knows? They could, it, it could be basically whoever's filing the claim. They go, oh, that person's not been covered right, for a year. Right, and then remove uh, you, know. you in front of your very eyes. Yeah, totally. So I call um, this other insurance company, which 
I would actually name them because they were good, but I just can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. Um, and talked to them and said, hey, this is what happened. And the guy there took all my information, took, took down all the stuff. And he goes, okay, I'll have to look it up for you because it's not coming up right away. Um, you have all this information. I'll, and I gave him the license plate of the car. And he's like, well, I can't do anything about that because we're, we're out of state and it's Georgia State information. I have to look that up. And I was like, okay. So he, uh, he said, I'll get back to you in a day or two. I was like, okay. So a couple days went by, didn't hear anything. Um, called him again. And basically he's like, there's nobody insured with us with this name and policy number. <laughs> Which this is ringing a bell. Is not what I wanted to hear. Yeah, not what I wanted to mm-hmm. hear. And he was nice. And actually, like I said before, if I'm switching insurance companies, I might actually go with them. Um, I've got their name written down. Uh, it's a, one of the national like ones you see advertised uh, on TV. Geico. All the time. Um, no, the it's flow. the one where the-, the people are standing in front of the um, the Statue of Liberty. That's obviously green screen. That oh, always annoys yeah. me. Yeah, isn't that Allstate? Possibly. Or um, Allstate's got the deep voice guy, the yeah. um, the president yeah. from Twenty Four season. Mutual Liberty Mutual. Possibly, I'm going to go with that one if I had to guess. So that that that's that sounds about right. It if, sounds close. I, if I, anybody knows it, let us know. Otherwise, Jason, <laughs> he says he has it written down. Yeah, it's written down somewhere. I have to find it. So was talking to them, and they were like, I'm sorry, we looked this up. We've researched it. We can't find this anywhere. I'm not sure we, there's anything we can do for you unless you want to start a new policy with us. You know, obviously, they're trying to do their job, trying to get me signed up. And I was like, no, I've, I got a policy. I'll just have to call them. So I called our insurance company again and said, what can you do to help me if I give you the license plate since you're based in Georgia? Um, and this is State Farm. I'll name them, my insurance mm-hmm. company, because they may not be my insurance company much longer after this is no, all State resolved. State Farm's a national um, big, big company. Yeah, you would think they would have pretty decent customer service, and they could have great customer service. It just happens to be um, the branch, you know, because they have, like, local branch agents and stuff that they transfer you to, and they route you yeah, through. Yeah, you, um, you obviously didn't get Jake from State Farm, the one that wears khakis. No, no. Because yeah. he'll deal with things at 3 a.m. Yeah, and this was not even 3 a.m. Okay. So I called them and explained them to what happened and said, you know, maybe you can look up this information because they said they can't look it up because they're not based in Georgia. So they don't have access to this license plate that we have a picture of, uh, of this woman who basically gave the wrong information to my wife. And this guy was like, no, I can't help you. (laughs) I I mean, he didn't say those words, but he essentially said those Uh words. And so I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. Forget this. So call back, um, so I talked to my wife and she's like, I'm not sure what we can do. And I'm like, she's like, well, should we, Deanna said, well, should we just pay it? And I'm like, no, it's, it's beyond, you know, it's not about the money now. Cause well, right. State Farm is basically telling me you can claim this as, you know, an accident that it was your fault or no fault and just leave the other person out of it. And you can pay your $500 deductible and we'll repair it. And I'm like, it's, it's not about the $500. It's about the fact that it's a principle. Well, sure. Thing. Plus you're going to get a accident on your on your um, that, record, and yes, then it'll totally. increase your rates, which happened to me because my garage door malfunctioned and hit my car. And they raised, they raised your rates my rates. Of they that? said it was an, uh, an accident, my fault. See, that's that's what I'm. That's the other thing that I didn't want to get into. Uh, so, um, to have tried to avoid all that, what I decided to do was call the police and basically say, "Hey, I just want to know if there's a way to." get in touch with these people. Maybe they gave us the wrong insurance information. Maybe this girl misunderstood. And since it wasn't her, it was her dad. You know, she's a teenager. Maybe she just has the information incorrect because Deanna wasn't able to get a picture of the card because the girl didn't have it with her. And and, I, and I'm trying to believe this girl just didn't lie to her. 
trying to give her benefit of the doubt. So we call the police just to say, hey, we're not trying to report a crime. We just want to get some help in tracking this down. We'll give you the license plate number. And the police showed up within like 10 minutes. They sent an officer over. Wow. So he came over, really nice dude, um, looked at it, said, yeah, that there's no way this happened. Because um, he, he was trying to look at it to just kind of gauge, okay, what's going on here? Because, I mean, he didn't know us from anybody, so he didn't know to believe us or not. Uh, so he looked at it and he said, yeah, it looks like somebody, looks like what you're saying happened, happened. Uh, and so he took the the guy's name and the guy's policy number that uh, my wife had written, written down, and the she sent in the picture of the license plate. And so he goes to his car, and about 15 minutes later, he comes back and he says, I talked to this man. He says he knows about it and that his daughter just gave you the wrong insurance company. <laughs> and the insurance company that his policy is actually with is State Farm. Oh, nice. So I had given this information to State Farm saying, here's his name and here's his light. When I was trying to say, can you look up his license plate of this the license plate of this truck? And they're like, no, we don't have anything to do with that. Yeah. And didn't even bother to go. Maybe we maybe he has a policy with us because I explained to them we called his insurance company that he gave us and there was nobody with a policy there that policy didn't exist there so this could have been resolved without the police getting involved first off if State Farm would have just if the people at State Farm would have taken thirty seconds to you know look into something instead of going nope yeah definitely and it would be fine and that would be enough of a story right there but <laughs> okay. The police, the police officer said, okay, he's going to call State Farm and they will contact you because he knows it's his fault and he didn't want this to drag on any longer either. He wants to handle this, which I'd be the same way. So it seems like, you know, pretty decent, nice guy, even though mm-hmm. I never met him. Still haven't met him. Um, and so this was like on a Friday. The police officer said, give it over the weekend. And if you don't hear from your insurance company middle of next week about, you know, getting this handled, give them a call. So like on Tuesday, Deanna called and she talked to him and um, they were like, Oh, um, the girl is disputing that she backed into you. Oh, no. She says she has her car in reverse, but she hadn't actually started to back out when the car's hit. So um, she's not sure it was her fault. So we're we're not sure whose fault it is, so we can't really assign it. But you can go ahead and pay your deductible now, and we'll just put it as your fault, and we'll take care of it. No way. You said no, right? And I'm like... Oh yeah, I, I told her. I said no, 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 no. We're not doing that. I said this is this is way beyond five hundred dollars right now. I said I would give five hundred dollars for them to just do their uh-huh. job right now. I don't, I don't believe. Yeah, that. well, isn't this something that like when you called the police, they, mm-hmm. you know, sort of an accident reconstruction. They can pretty much prove that yep. that is not how it happened. Oh, absolutely. And her dad had already told the police, "Yeah, I know we we need to handle this. We're going to file the claim." And never said it wasn't her fault. Essentially admitted that, you know, yeah, I know this is our responsibility to take care of this. Well, where's this coming from? Maybe she changed her mind when they realized, oh, we're going to have to pay. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe accident. dad said, you're paying for this. And she yeah. said, I had so it in reverse, but I don't really think I was starting to back up. She, she had to have moved backwards some in order for it to miss the front of the car and just hit right, you know, midway back through, through to the back of the car. Yeah. It, we, we said, you know, we're not doing this. We're going to see what we can do. And so Deanna and I talked about it, and I'm like, you need to call the insurance company again and say, I've got a picture. The police filed a report on this, apparently where the guy admitted fault. It was his daughter's fault or, you know, the girl's fault. And she called him back and said, I'm going to send you the picture. I'm going to do this. Basically doing the insurance Mm -hmm. claim, you know, doing Doing the investigation. She sent him, yeah, doing their job. Sent them the information. And the guy's like, okay, I'll I'll look into this, and we'll get back to you right away as as soon as we can figure it out. And about a week later, had heard nothing. A week. So she calls him again, and the guy's like, 
yeah, um, it's been ready. We've been waiting to hear from you for about a week. Um, the girl changed her, uh, she changed her mind, and we looked at the photo, and the police, we t- contacted the police, and, you know, you don't have to pay anything, and it's going to be charged on her insurance, a claim against her insurance as her fault, and uh, we should oh, wait to hear from so you. So in other words, if you, if you contact <laughs> us, you don't have to pay. But otherwise, just go ahead and pay. Yeah. Yeah. It, that is insane. I couldn't believe when the guy said, yeah, I couldn't believe when the guy said, it'll be, you know, we've been waiting on yeah. you to hear from you. And when he said, I will get back to you. And this is not like, you know, a giant call, you know, place where they have, you know, 400 people, you know, in an office, you know, doing customer services, picking up the phone. This is a specific person at the insurance company who we've had, you know, their direct number or the, you know, direct yeah, extension that, to get in touch with who's managing the claim. terrible. And it's just like, take five minutes and call us back. What is that nonsense? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me. And that's when, that's when Deanna basically lost it and was like, this is, this is ridiculous. And she went into... Uh, explaining to him, and she was calm when she was doing it, but I could tell she was really frustrated. And she was like, "We have done your job for you in every step of this process, from the reporting to the investigation to the follow up, and you have done nothing. And what do we pay you for? We've been paying you premiums for 16 years." And she was like rattling off numbers, like the actual numbers of what are how much money we'd put mm-hmm. in to this over the past 15, 16 years. And I, that impressed me more than anything that she was just able to recall. Oh, Deanna. She was just, yeah, she was letting them have it uh, in a, in a nice, even toned. She wasn't yelling. She evil, was, okay. Put it that way. <laughs> she was implying but, uh, evil. To be honest, to end the story, cause I know this has been going on a while. It's still not repaired. Oh, no. We are waiting for the insurance company to get back to us with places that we can go that are approved. Well, don't shops. you know, Jason, you have to call them. They're waiting to hear from you. We have been. We've been calling them like yeah, every couple of days. Yeah, but they've got the list in front of them. No, nope, they know the they it's know the repair ridiculous. shops. They're just waiting for you to call them. I'll, I'll say this: I'm very glad and I'm very thankful that it hasn't been something where the car has been undrivable or is doing more damage to the car potentially. That it's it's just you know the way it looks, and I'm sure it has you know the aerodynamics and all that stuff because a hole there's basically a you know you know softball size hole in the side of the car, but. It's not it's not that big of a deal, and we could have probably gotten it fixed, and we could have afforded to pay for it and all that stuff. But it, like I said many times, it's the principle of this whole thing, and it's not the principle even against the girl who, who, um, whose fault it was in the accident. It's it's against the insurance mm-hmm. company. I'm with you 100. percent It's just them not doing their job. Yep. So once again, three weeks in a row, insurance companies could really be evil. They are definitely evil. And you know what? Speaking of evil. Yeah. You just speak when this is going to be a, this is definitely a tangent, okay. but it, it is related to evil and that specific use of the word evil. So this is going to go back to my college days. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, you know, when you rented a house and you had, a, well, at least this was what my friend had. She had a bunch of roommates, but they rented, you know, one of those college houses that were basically not kept up well and you paid rent and you lived there, but you didn't care because you were in college. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, but then there would be a little parking lot behind the, behind the house where the tenants were allowed to park, but no one else was supposed to park there. You had a parking permit. Yeah. But every, but everybody who came over to visit parked there all the time and, and, and never got, never got caught, never got chased out. So it kind of be set the precedent that, yeah, you can park there. You don't need a permit. Um, 
Well, one day, my friend and I went over there to visit her, and here comes this tow truck <laughs> into the lot. And uh, we're, we didn't notice it right away. We noticed it once they had the car up on the truck. Oh. Or just about, they were starting to raise it. But they had it hooked up. They had it hooked That's up. That's the key and they were right there. To raise once they it. have it hooked yeah. up. <laughs> you know where this is going, don't you? Yes. So they have it hooked up. And, and yes, this was all our fault. It wasn't my car, it was my friend's car, but it was our fault for assuming we could park there. Okay, I'll get that out of the way. <laughs> but I, we all three run out there. Oh, please don't. Please, sir, please. We, we didn't. We'll, we'll move it. We'll move it. We'll move it right now. He's like, nope, can't do, ladies. <laughs> it's up here on the hook. I'm taking it in. You, and then we're like, oh, please, sir, please, please. And he, he just stuck to his guns. He's like, nope, once I get it up here, it's going. You can either. And then he said this. You can either pay me, uh, whatever it was. I think it was twice the amount. So you can either pay me $150, or you can pick. You can go pick it up at the yard, 150 bucks, or you can pay me here right now, cash, 75 bucks. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's the thing with tow truck drivers. Once they've got it hooked up, it couldn't. It could be completely on the ground, but once they hook it up, somebody's paying money somewhere for something. Yeah, and what? But basically, what he said was, well, I said, well, we can pay you check. No checks, cash only, 75 bucks, I'll drop it right here. He's pocketing it, is what he's doing then. And, th you know, I'm, what, 20 years old at this time? And, uh -huh. of course, I think I know it all. And, and I had never heard of such a scam before. I thought it was just terrible. But it kind of clicked, yes, he's going to pocket this. And so I made the mistake of saying, calling him out on it. I'm like, what do you mean you won't take a check? You're just going to pocket it if we, if we, we give you cash. Totally. And that really pissed him off. And and I can see why. I mean, I was just this kind of hot-headed ginger <laughs> yelling at him, you know. And um, he said, no, I'm taking this in. I, forget it. I'm taking this in. And I I quit there because I had already said what I needed to say. And my friend Sarah, whose house it was, mm -hmm. or whose house it was renting, she she Sarah, you have to understand this about Sarah. Sarah is the nicest person you'll ever meet. She is... Not only is she nice, she's she is like an inspiration. She's just one of those people that inspires you with her attitude and everything. So mm. you never expect her to, to say this. But she got right in that guy's face and she said, you are the meanest man I've ever met in my entire life. You are just evil. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you said, e the way you said evil at the end of that story, I had to yeah. go on this little, um, this little tangent, if you will. But... Um, we still talk about that story because a Sarah isn't the type of person to ever say anything like that. So mm. when she said that, our jaws just dropped, <laughs> and the guy um, just said, "You know what? Well, you can think that if you want, but you got to come get this car at the yard." Wow! And the funny thing is, and he when, left. When, and he left with the car. So he didn't even extend the he offer the again. Car. He just took it, and you had to go to the impound. No, and that was probably my fault for. You know, telling the guy that he was going to pocket it, he he'd had it. Well, you, he could have got, he still could have made seventy five bucks, but none of us had cash. I think we even offered to go to the ATM, mm -hmm. and he's like, "No, forget it, I'm going." Yeah, you know, he was. I mean, obviously, we knew he, you knew he was going to pocket it, but just the fact that you called him out on it, he was probably like, "I'm not even dealing with you anymore. I'm out of here." Yeah, he probably decided it was sort of like the principle for him, where it was a principle <laughs> for you on your car. The principle for him was like, I'm not letting this little snotty college girl tell me anything, even though he lost 75 bucks on the deal. The principle <laughs> for him was, I want $75 cash that I don't have to report to my employer, and I don't want people to call me out on it. That was his principle. 
Exactly. So anyway, that was that was that's a story that lives on. That's great. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Oh. Okay. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no And it turns out we're not the only ones who ain't robots. We got a note here from Anita from Alaska, who also has a thought, mm-hmm. a real thought. Uh, let's see here. She said, uh, okay, thought from episode two. Do you mow the lawn or cut the grass? I noticed different parts of the country say it differently. Hmm. So what do you do, Jason? Do you mow the lawn or cut the grass? Or It's like that. It's like the other thing we talked about last episode about the aunt ant thing. It's kind of interchangeable. Uh, just, just at, this one's more at random though. Just interchangeable. I say both actually. I do too. I don't know. Are we weird or are, or is that pretty common? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's two separate we, questions. Entirely. Answer, answer to that number one: Are we weird? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that may not apply to this particular circumstance. In my life, I th- yeah, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. In my life, I have said mow the lawn. I'm sorry, I have said cut the grass. Mm-hmm. But more often now I say mow the lawn. Sometimes I say mow the yard. And sometimes I say mow the grass. But I never say cut the lawn. Have you ever said cut the yard? No. Huh. See, I've done all combinations, all those combinations, plus that one. I Just random, putting those words together. You've said all point. of those. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think it might have something to do with the fact that both of us have lived significant, you know, when I say significant, I mean more than a, more than a year or so, different parts of the country. Yep. It, so I think that has a lot to do with the fact that we're kind of doing a little bit of both, a little bit of both sides. Let's go with that. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I agree with you, but it could also be that we're just plain weird. Absolutely. Now... When Anita asked that question, it reminded me of a quiz that I took, oh, probably a year, year and a half ago from the New, the New York Times put it out. Yeah. And um, the quiz from the New York Times is pretty long, but I found one that another website kind of did like a shortened version. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can get a Cliffy to tweet out the um, New York Times one, but I thought it'd be kind of sure. fun. Let's do that quiz together. Oh, is this like trivia? Trivia. Ah. We love trivia. Yes. Um. We can do that quiz together, and then it's supposed to tell us what part of the country we're from. Oh, it's like these, are you a, you know, Homer Simpson, or are you a Fred Flintstone? Yeah, kind of, although... I don't, I don't think that's actually one, Although but you I know don't think mean. I've ever taken that quiz, that specific no. quiz. I think if I did that, I'd probably, they'd probably say, uh, yeah, you're more like Barney. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, because the bad part, that would never be a quiz, because they're basically the same character. Exactly. In a lot of ways. Yeah. So what do you say? Well, this one is from Playbuzz. Um, okay. Playbuzz.com, but um, it all the questions came from this New York Times one, so that's the one cool. I think people. It's a longer one. I think it's more accurate, but this is shorter and and to the point. So why I don't you it. read the first question? Okay. What word does aunt or ant rhyme with? A U N T. 
Uh, and the answers are rant or flaunt. Rant. That's my choice. There's not a button for both. No, I know. There isn't. There is uh, in the New York Times. I'm already trying to break the quiz already. Question one. In the New York Times one, there is. And there's a lot more choices like there's both or I'm not familiar with this word or those types of things. Cool. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go rant because that's I would probably say that if it was just completely up to me. Yeah, I'm going to do rant as well. All right. Next question. How do you enunciate C-A-R-A-M-E-L? And the choices are, it's said like caramel or sounds like carousel. Uh, carousel for me. Okay, mine's caramel. Mm, different already, yeah. number two. How do you say, okay. um, I'll just spell it out, the, the vegetable that's like broccoli, but it starts with a C? Corn. No. <laughs> C-A-U-L-I-F-O-F-L-O-W-E-R. Oh, okay. Is it cauliflower or cauliflower? Cauliflower. Okay, I'm with you on that one. Next one, how do you say C-R-A-Y-O-N? Is it crayon or crayon? Um, sort of in between, both of those? Again? Yeah, that, that's not a choice. Me okay. too. I'm going to um, push? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of say crayon. 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 I probably say yawn. I say like, mine would be like Y-O-N would be the end of it. So I guess okay. I'd pick the yawn one. Well, the, then then that's what, the, the one that they describe as Y-A-W-N, mm. which is close. Close enough. All right. How do you say P-E-C-A-N? Is it pecan, pecan, or pecan? Again, I've said two of these out of the three. Me I'm, too. I've hmm. seen, I've said pecan and pecan and pe- pecan <laughs> i've seen i've said them all yeah i guess i guess you're right yeah it just kind of depends on what it comes out of my mouth <laughs> which i guess that's all pronunciations so if you uh, read that question if i'm just going to read it how do you say pecan i'm going to take the first one pecan yeah same for me okay. if i'm just reading it yeah and then the next one is a picture it says what do you call this a picture <laughs> Oh, oh, it's well, a picture that, of something. Oh, okay. yeah, that is a choice, though. You could say other. Um, <laughs> can you describe that picture? I think you do a better job of describing it. Mm, it's a roundabout. Okay, roundabout. So I guess that's the one I'm picking. Yep, roundabout, traffic circle, or other. What is the other option for that? I wonder. Um, the New York Times one had like six or seven of them. Wow, okay. I've only ever heard it called roundabout and traffic circle, but I would say roundabout. I've not ever heard anything but roundabout. Cool. What is it called when it's raining but the sun is still shining? Choices. I have no saying for this. Sun shower. The devil is beating his wife. (laughs) I have actually heard my grandmother years ago say the devil is beating his wife when it rains when the sun's shining. So I guess I got to go with that one because I've at least heard it. I would never say that in a million years, but... I've heard it. Yep, you, I have never heard it, so I think that qualifies that you should pick it because no. you've heard it. And I'll, mm. I, I probably would call it a sun shower. Okay. And see, I've never heard that. Must be a regional thing. Yeah. Okay, what Maybe do you call something... we're getting something, at what this quiz is trying to differentiate. <laughs> what do you call something that is diagonal from you? Caddy corner or kitty corner? Diagonal from me yep. is what I would call it, to be honest. 
Yeah. But if I, or I would tangential. Have to say, yeah, tangential. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's the hypotenuse. That's what I would say. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I, it is the hypotenuse. You're right. Uh, I would say probably um, out of catty corner and kitty corner, catty corner is definitely the one I've heard the most by far. Okay. And uh, it's de- the complete opposite. It's kitty corner. Here. Oh, cool. Interesting. Now, what is this bug called? And the choices are potato bug, roly-poly, or other. I would probably say other. And I would say potato bug. Mm-hmm. And on the New York Times one, there's a bunch of different choices. Is pill bug on there? Pill bug is on there, if That's, I remember That would be right. my choice. So I guess for this one, I have to say you other. better say other then, yep. I've heard the other terms for that, though. I've heard both. I've heard all those, all three of those. I have, too. Next one, what do you call shoes that are worn in gym class? Tennis shoes or sneakers? I would probably say tennis shoes because I definitely wouldn't say sneakers. I would just say shoes, to be honest. But Yeah, I would say tennis shoes, but I secretly wish that I said sneakers because I just love that term, sneakers. Mm, okay, that's, that's an interesting personality insight. Yeah, I secretly wish that I said the word sneakers. I have no idea what that means, but it's interesting, <laughs> dude, to think, to hear about somebody who secretly wishes they said some, or something a certain way, and, the, and but doesn't actually do it. <laughs> exactly. That's really cool. I like that. Okay, the next one is, what do you call this creature that is found in small lakes and rivers? And they've got crawdad, crawfish, crayfish. I've heard all of those. Um, I would call it a little lobster. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. Oh, I grew uh, up with these guys all over the place, and it's totally a crawfish. We used to catch these in ditches. Yep. I'm torn on crawfish and crawdad because I've heard crawdad. I'm primarily been in, in the South for, you know, at least the last 15 or so years of my life. Then I, I, would, say, I would say crawdad. Okay, crawdad it is. I've been assimilated to the South. You definitely, well, crawfish is also South. When, oh. when people say crayfish, that bothers me. Yeah, that one is not... I would definitely not call it that one. Because that's how it's spelled. And so I think yes. that people just call it crayfish. Anyway, next question. Why, what do you call this? Choices. Lightning bug, both, or firefly? Both. Both is my answer as well. Hmm. I think we might be getting into the mixed living, or living think in so. North and South yep. combination kind of thing again. Ooh, Mr. Tony would hate this question. <laughs> I'm just looking at the picture. When your house is full of things that you no longer want and would sell, you would hold a rummage sale, garage sale, or yard sale. Definitely not rummage sale. So garage or yard. Mine is garage. I'm going to say... I love how deeply you're thinking about this. Yeah, because it's it's like if I think about how I grew up, like with my grandparents and what they would say and what my parents would say, it's definitely yard sale. Uh, because my grandmother was a huge yard sale fanatic to where she would get up at like four o'clock in the morning and go around and scope out. She would get the little paper, you know, that has the weekly yard sales coming up mm-hmm. in the in the area, in the zip code. And then she would go out and scope them out before the people actually, um, she would like, go, and you can't like see what's in the garage or someone would already be pulling stuff out in the yard, but she would look at like the quality of like the neighborhood and the house. Oh yeah. And then that's how she would it. set up set up her her like priority of where she's going that day. Yeah, she sounds so, like an expert. So I'm going to say yard sale in in honor of her devotion and dedication to the the craft. Okay, is next question is this sentence complete? Are you coming with? 
Question mark. No. No. It needs an no. us after with or yes. The answer for me is no, it needs an us after with. But I have heard many people ask, ask it that way. Are you coming with? Yeah, that I've heard that plenty of times. And I don't want to be friends with those people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. I just wanted to say that. All right. So what did you get for your result? Oh, that was the end. Um, I got the knowledge that I cannot read an infographic because I can't tell. It, what? It doesn't give you a... You should have a map there and it should be focused, zoomed in on where you're, where you're from. Oh, okay. Um, it's basically the entire United States. <laughs> oh. It's everything but California, really. It's like cuts off at New Mexico. So Arizona, California, gone. The entire rest of the country is on that Okay, map. so you're, they're putting you in a melded area. They've put me in the Northwest. Really? Yeah, Montana, Idaho, which doesn't surprise me since I'm from Montana originally. But they've put, based on your answers, you can be from any of those areas that it's highlighted on your map, according. Well, I always knew I was a man of the world. So. You definitely are a man of the United States, at least. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> The New York Times that one was, was kind of fun. Uh, that one's, like uh -huh. I said, it's got more questions. Twenty, I think there's 25 questions. and I mean, I don't think... I, I Don't mistake me that I think this is totally accurate in science, but it's kind of fun. And so we did answer Anita's question, kind of, <laughs> and we doubled it. <laughs> cool. Very cool. That was fun. Yes, it was. Thanks, Anita. We robots! We've got no so you know last week I recommended Stranger Things mm -hmm. or I said I could at least recommend episode one of Stranger Things right well it was my intention to watch one episode and then listen to the fast forward re rewind and then listen and uh, watch episode two and listen to the fast forward rewind podcast but I didn't follow that method because I could not stop watching i'm i finished it in a day and a half oh so you watched the whole thing i watched the whole thing <laughs> and it's so addicting and i i will say that i liked it and i thought it was pretty good and i did just hear it's been renewed for season two. Oh, cool well i'll have to admit too that you know i took you up on the recommendation to start watching it oh you did yeah and i watched the whole thing too already <laughs> Yeah, I was sick uh, earlier this week, um, so I was just laying around the house and started watching the first one, you know, was just laying around, so I just kept watching, and by the time I was, at the end of the day, I was done, I'd watched the whole thing. Wait, so you watched it all in one day? Yeah, I watched it in about a total of eight hours, so it was like back to back to back to back to oh, back. Oh, so you didn't even, you just kept, you just let the Netflix thing say, next episode playing in five. Four. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I just let it keep rolling. That's awesome. So what'd you think? Um, I liked it. I probably am starting to think I'm in the um, the side that, since I've heard a lot of people say they really loved it, and it's like one of the greatest shows ever, I, I'm definitely not in that camp. I liked it. I would recommend it to people to watch it. If you have Netflix um, and you're interested in 80s, you know, retro kind of stuff or sci-fi sort of-ish stuff, mm -hmm. um, I didn't love it, though. Well, I'm not in that I love it. It's the best thing I've ever watched either category. I have seen a lot about, I have seen that a lot though. Have you? Well, well what, oh, yeah. what didn't you, was there stuff, specific things you didn't like about it or? 
Well, there's there's a few things, you know, as far as getting in the story, and I don't want to get into that for people who haven't watched it, but the thing that sticks out to me now is um, Mike and Nancy's mom. Mm-hmm. I could not, whenever she was on the screen, I could not stop thinking, Christopher, because she was the... Uh, What's his face? Chris, Christopher's uh, girlfriend slash wife in The Sopranos. Oh, so you kept hearing that accent? Yes. And just, I got this image in my head of when she would scream that at him. She would scream his name at him in that thick Brooklyn accent uh, in The Sopranos. It's like in the season six of The Sopranos. See, I haven't gotten there yet. And I know, I know. Why haven't I, I finished The Sopranos, right? Yeah, you're watching Stranger Things and you hadn't finished The Sopranos? No, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, there's been so many spoilers on... I mean, I kind of know what happens in most of the... Uh-huh. Uh, but it's not... It's still a, a program that I will be watching, no matter if I know exactly what happens, because that I can recommend for sure, and I'm not finished with it. Yeah, it's very cool. That is one of the great all-time series, TV series to me. And I will say that, you know, I'm sorry that if I spoiled that... She's his girlfriend because you haven't actually seen her show up yet if you're not to season six. No, I, the girlfriend that he has now, and I can't remember her name, but she is not the lady that you're talking about from Stranger Things. No, that's uh, Drea De Mateo, I think is yeah, how you pronounce Dre- it. That's right, Drea. That's a real name. That's a real name. Well, I don't remember her name on the show, but she doesn't I say Christopher. Christopher. No. But uh, yeah, um, the Mike and Nancy's mom, which I I should know I should know her actual name, but because um, she's also this you probably have seen. She's also Faye Miller in Mad Men. Yes, I have seen that. The and with blonde hair, but still her. And so every time she's on the screen, I, that's all that's going through my head is Christopher and Faye and Mad Men and, and scenes from that because I've seen those recently. Uh, and the other thing similar to that is. Steve, is that his name? Yeah, um, Steve Harrington. The rich kid, BMW driving kid. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Oh, you know his last name. I think I'm it's impressed. Steve Harrington, the, the you know, the Sporto guy. Yes. Um, Nancy's boyfriend. I didn't notice it at first, like the first scene he was in, but it seemed like every scene progressing, and he's, he's throughout the series. Um, he's in most of the episodes. The more, it, the further the series got, every scene he was in, his hair seemed to grow bigger. <laughs> And I know that's an 80s style because I've got a picture of me in probably the mid-80s when I was about that. I'd be about that age, late 80s, uh-huh. that I have that hairdo. Oh, we need to see that. Not quite as ridiculous, but... And so that's why I thought maybe they were exaggerating this for the effect. But the only thing I could think the entire time he was on the screen was jean Raphael from Parks and Rec. And if you've ever seen Parks and Rec, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well... And that... That's he's always his character on Parks and Rec, while just you know supporting character didn't show up a lot, was always the funniest thing on the show to me, and I love that show. That's that again. Speaking of you know all time great TV shows, that's one of them to me is Parks and Rec. Well, and so ahead. every time the Steve guy's on the screen, I'm just cracking up laughing because I cannot stop thinking Jean Ralphio. <laughs> so you're easily distracted in these shows if they're yes. Um, I don't see Jean Ralphio. Um, but okay. you know there has been a lot of. I never even. Mandy actually did see not John Raphael, but the guy from House of Lies. He played same guy. Yeah, same guy. He um, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name on the show, but he she saw him. She said he looks exactly like whatever his name is, and I didn't put that together. But there's been a lot of internet stuff comparing him 
to exactly the guy you're talking about, Gene yeah, Raphael. Uh, what's his name? Ben Schwartz. That's the, ben that's Schwartz, the actor's yeah. name. The the guy who plays John Ralphio and is in House of Lies. And I haven't seen House of Lies, so I I didn't I didn't know about that. But I knew he I know he's actually in it. Um, yeah, I read something online about it's like a, a conspiracy theory that. Um, or like a you know fictional theory that like Steve from Stranger Things is Jean Ralphio's dad because <laughs> the time the age being from the early eighties to you know late two thousands it would work out that way. That would be so great if that were true. That would make me laugh. That kind of cross promotion, cross series, cross you know you know network kind of stuff makes me laugh. the The funny thing is though, Jean Ralphio's dad on uh, Parks and Rec is the Fonz. Oh. <laughs> Henry Wing, Henry Winkler plays his dad on the on on Parks and Rec. Yeah, see that's that's that is funny. You're probably right. I don't even think these are conspiracy theories. I think we'll just take them as fact. Yeah, I, that's the only thing I can think of because it seemed like the writers and producers and the makeup and hair people on Stranger Things were doing it on purpose. The way his hair grew every episode, that I'm like, they have to know what they're doing. They have to. Somebody realized this after after the first episode and went. We're gonna put an inside joke in here. It's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, they're shoving. They're, they are probably shoving inside jokes in, and there's probably yeah. more that we're missing. Which I totally appreciate because I'm into that kind of stuff. Absolutely, and th- there was a few spots, um, especially in the first episode, I think it was, where I could see that it wasn't really '80s, and um, I, I don't know. They one of the kids said the phrase "just saying," and I don't think oh, that yeah, yeah. phrase. Was from I don't think they were using that phrase in the eighties. That's pretty a relatively new phrase, isn't it? Just saying. I think it's yeah. I think it's after the eighties. So so uh, that kind of bugged me a little bit. Um, and then one of the episodes, my aunt from North Dakota was telling mm-hmm. me, "Well, Steve would have had his shirt uh, in the eighties. They would have had their collars up, and Steve's collar was down. So some of those things oh. I kind of noticed, but." They didn't get in the way of the show for me, like John Raphael no, did for you. Yeah, yeah. The, the stuff like the fashion and stuff, I take that as, you know, maybe different parts of the country had different styles and everything. Sure. Because if it was when I was that, when I was in high school in the late 80s, I, you know, we would have our jeans rolled up and pegged at the bottom so that, you know, it was, you know, wrapped around, it was tight to your ankle. Yeah, the roll up. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing any of that in the show. No, they didn't I mean, have I wasn't that. looking for that, but so that. That kind of stuff doesn't bother me nearly as much as Jean Raphael and, you know, Faye Miller from Mad Men yes. <laughs> showing up. So you, I have to go to this gene thing. You. Okay. Y- we had two different methods and it probably was late 80s and early 90s. Uh-huh. One was take the bottom of the gene, fold it over so mm-hmm. that you make the gene skinnier. Yep. And then roll it up twice. Yep. Totally did that. Now, that one... I liked better than the other method. I'm not sure I'm familiar okay, with the other Okay, the other... Uh, somebody, please tell me you're familiar with this. So, you fold both sides of the gene. So, you got the, the creases facing each other. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you take one side of the gene, fold it. Mm-hmm. Then you take the other side. So, you're right about to cuff it, but you don't cuff it. Okay. And you take a safety pin and put... And safety pin the two cuffs together, and that was it. Wow, that you no, haven't seen I that? Know, I've never heard of that. Okay, well, there's got to be somebody <laughs> out there that's seen that. That was that was pretty popular in in Minnesota. Wow, and that might be another northern southern kind of thing because I yep or mid Midwest versus you know I went to high school in the Tennessee area, so it could be that's 
practically Southern. Might as well be. I hated that safety pin thing. Yeah, that, I wouldn't have been cool with that. No, the other wasn't way is what, the way I went, but the safety pin, no, that wouldn't work for me. So the bottom line in this is watch Stranger Things. Yes. And I'd like to see this picture of your hair in the 80s. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. Okay. This is back before it was digital. This is actual like actual camera camera. So okay. I have to track it down. It's probably in my basement somewhere. So to wrap up our recommendations, we're saying Stranger Things, yes. Yes. Parks and Rec, yes. On my end, at yes, least. Yes, I agree. And Sopranos, big yes. Big yes to Sopranos. And then I'll throw in The Wire. <laughs> I think that's a given. Okay. I could keep going, but we'll quit there. Save it for another cool. day. Please excuse this interruption for one programming note. We'll have a bonus interview coming this week with two very special guests. So please be on the lookout for that in the next several days. And now, back to the show. So before we wrap up the show today, uh, we wanted to read a little feedback that we've gotten uh, through Twitter, iTunes, and through the website. If you would like to contact us and comment or ask any questions or send us any information uh, about the show, you can reach us on Twitter at, at SpeakTangents. Uh, you can email us at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit the website with all this information at speakingoftangents.com. Cool. So well, let's start with uh, Twitter. we got... John Miller at JKM563, and he, he writes, um, Hard enough explaining jingles. Now I have to explain this podcast to people just eye-rolling when I do. And he <laughs> used the eye-roll um, icon, I think is that's what that is. Oh, the emoji? Yeah. Yeah, he said, Great listening to nothing, in parentheses, this, as I walk. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wrote later, And I was out on my morning walk laughing. People were looking at me like I was strange. That's perfect, John. <laughs> exactly what we're looking for awesome (laughs) and then fast forward rewind podcast which is at ffwdrewpod hey speak speak tangents thanks for the shout out hashtag littles helping littles and that was referring to we talked about their podcast last week and thank you um jen babish at jbab sports chick with no k at the end c-h-i-c she says episode two was great Need an insurance jingle. Put the company on blast. Things get taken care of when you blast on social media. That's a good point. So do you do you want to do that right now? Do you want to put that insurance company on blast? Uh, yeah, car insurance, definitely. State Farm. State and Farm. And my health insurance is Aetna. Oh, Aetna. I've had some issues with Aetna myself. I won't oh, get into well, them I'm, now. but Maybe that'll be next week's insurance segment. <laughs> yeah. And then Luke Overby at Luke over B L U K E O V E R B E Y. And he was responding to Jen's tweet about making a jingle. And he's put in a potential lyric here. You're so evil. You probably think this song is about you, <laughs> which I giggled at. That'd be for you're so vain. Carly Simon. Yeah. That's how I took it. That, that was one of your first jingles, right? It was my first, my first ukulele jingle. Your podcast awesome. delay. Yep. Um, Todd Takei at Tooth Takei, T-A-K-E-I. He says, the who's following Jason on Twitter was perfect old guy radio. Then later he said the second episode was even better and you pronounced my name correctly. Awesome. Awaiting the fantasy football preview so I know who to draft. Cool. So that's cool. Now he said, um, who's following Jason on Twitter? Mm -hmm. Do you have any updates on that? Uh, Actually, yes. I did figure out why Tay Diggs is following me. 
You did? How? What, what happened? Because Tay Diggs follows everybody. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he, he follows like 600,000 people. And I read something online that said uh, his strategy, he was um, getting a strategy from a uh, basically a social media guru. The strategy is just to follow as many people as he can. So totally well, makes sense now. There you go. Now, um, if you want to be followed by Tay Diggs, maybe like something he posts or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe follow him and maybe he'll follow you. That's and, right. And it's a situation where he doesn't follow everybody that follows him and he doesn't follow everybody that likes stuff, but he kind of just picks and chooses and, you know, maybe maybe put a I love Tay Diggs or I heart Tay Diggs avatar on if you're really in, you know into getting him to follow you. Maybe he'll see that. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's interesting. That's an interesting strategy. That's a lot of timeline. It's a lot of cluttered yeah. timeline. I'm sure he doesn't mm-hmm. look at his timeline. Okay, um, Jolene Wojcik, uh, she she said she loved the second episode. Oh, it's at at J-M-R-W-O-J-C-I-K. Mm-hmm. She says, love the second episode. Name pronunciation, not quite. With And um, she did send us a message and... and told us how to say it. And I think I got it this week, Jolene. Wojcik. Wojcik. Yep. Mm-hmm. She said, yes, Chicago, the movie slash musical. So she's uh, responding to something we talked about last week. And she said, love the city and the Cubs too. Cool. Very cool. Uh, Thanks, Lo- Jolene. Louis, and you know, it's N-O-C-E. And I, I would either guess that it's no, Noche or Noche. How would you, what would you think? Uh, I could go either way on that. Yep. Okay. So it's at the Louis L-O-U-I-S-N-O-C-E. Mm-hmm. And he says, Littles, Littles should be listening to Speaking of Tangents Now. And he included a picture of Wink Martindale hugging, I don't know who that was. Do you know who that was? Actually, I don't. I saw that picture and it made me laugh. I, I appreciated it. Um, I'm not sure what it means. I don't know either. <laughs> Lewis. But I enjoyed um, it. We, we both laughed at it, but we don't know the genesis of why you chose that picture. So I'd love to hear that. Awesome. Um, and then Anita from Alaska at Safety Gal AK, she had tweeted out a link to the article that talked about Kornheiser's new podcast mm-hmm. and how who he partnered with IMG to get their own content. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. And um, she said, "Hey, speak tangents, get on it." And that, <laughs> yeah, that I'm sure that'll happen tomorrow. Um, yeah, <laughs> that then sparked a conversation of quite a few uh, responses. So I would just encourage you to go to Speak Tangents and join the conversation, um, or just just read it. Yeah, or just read it. <laughs> Ed Butt at EDB nineteen forty seven. He retweeted an article from the Onion, which we love the Onion. Or at least mm-hmm. I love the Onion. Oh, that's um, funny. And he just. Uh, he just wrote hashtag more insurance talk, and it was a you know a spoof on insurance. So we'll uh, we'll get you will get one of the cliffies to tweet that out too. Awesome. That was Twitter. Let's move on to and I we got another iTunes review. Oh great! Keep them coming. We love iTunes reviews. Thank you very much. This one is from Carol John, and he entitles it "Awesome," and then he writes "Awesome fun for all." First KJ first episode KJ mentions she has not had a donut for the past 10 years. How did we skip over that? Well, Carol, if I donuts are like the equivalent to me for sweet and salty of like potato chips. If I get started on them, I'm never quitting. 
So I just need to stay away from them altogether. So that's kind of where the 10 years came from because I love them so much that it, it's trouble if I, if I eat them. Like, I don't that's know serious, when to stop. 10 years is some serious willpower. That's really good. Well, I've had, let's just say I've had a donut since the Denver donut. So we might be, we might be in some trouble here. Did you eat one or did you eat the whole box? I just or? ate one, just one. Well, then you then you're great. Yeah. You might have you might have solved it. I might have. That might have been that might have been the spark eating the all those Denver donuts. Cool. Uh, okay, so then Facebook. Thank you, Carol. Uh, Definitely. Facebook was pretty active this week. I'm beginning to think that most people would prefer Facebook over Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and all those things. Hmm. Um, and we have John Fitzpatrick. He, he uh, said, some feedback for my tangent speaking peeps. And then he exclaims, you buried the lead. Jason gets knocked unconscious, and he's talking about the insurance claims process? I want the details. Surely this is some kind of Jason Isbell, I don't want to die at a Super 8 motel kind of story. And can we make sure that Jason says insurance a few times in every episode? And then he says, and KJ drives across the Badlands to pick up a new car and Dallas doesn't tell us what kind of car and whether it has a heating stereo, steering wheel. Come on, man. P.S. <laughs> I love hearing what's up with you two. Keep it up. Cool. Thanks, John. Uh, Thank you, John. So I don't understand the insurance thing. Is it, uh, do I say it differently? You, you, you definitely say it differently. And I, I love it when you say it. It makes me smile every time. So I agree. Keep the insurance coming. So I say... So- insurance so with the emphasis on the sure but you say insurance you put the emphasis on the in <laughs> okay well, those those two words you just said sound the same to me well i don't think they're the same Insurance <laughs> sounded the same insurance, to me. insurance insurance there you go see it doesn't sound sound as good coming on, off your tongue we need to keep hearing insurance so insurance that's right okay i i can't i honestly can't, can't tell the difference you're burying the lead again. We, I've asked you before to clarify this knocked unconscious thing, and now others are asking. So let, what about it? Well, it's not. It's definitely not a you know Motel Six kind of situation that you'd find in a Jason Isbell song. It's not that interesting or cool. What about Super Eight? Um, possibly. Okay. Possibly. All right. Um, so I was working in the backyard, and this is the last thing I remember until I was at the hospital. To be continued. After John posted that comment, then Brad Weiss said, Wait, you mean they're people and not just characters? Are you sure? I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I'll bet Fitzpatrick pronounces some words funny too, but insurance is a keeper. See if you can get nice. Nigel on. See if you can get Nigel on to say controversy. Does he say that? I haven't noticed that. I haven't heard him say that either. Well, Brad, you'll have to clarify, or if that's just something you want him to start saying. Oh, I'm really starting to think, though, that I may have a issue <laughs> of hearing different em- emphasis on syllables. Oh, because you're still having, you're having trouble? Can you, yeah, I can't tell the difference. Well, can you tell the difference between controversy and controversy? I can because you, I, I can tell you're slowing down in the middle of the word, but I can't tell there's a different emphasis there. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think, you, I don't think that's it. You've got enough things to worry about. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just I've had too many concussions. That's right. That's what I think. Uh, and then followed up by Brad. Uh, following the Brad comment was Luke Overby said, "I don't think John ever said they were real people." 
However, I think it's smart of the tangent show writers to leave us on a cliffhanger about Jason's unconsciousness in an early episode to hook us, and then we can have some sort of flashback climax moment closer to the season finale. Well, Luke, um, I don't know if this... If, if I, I don't know if this makes you happy or not, but there is no season finale. <laughs> it goes on forever. Yes, right. And then Brad Weiss says, I can see you've put a lot of thought into this. You have my sympathies, which I found funny. That's some great Facebook feedback from all three of those Yeah, See, that's what Facebook can do. You're not limited to 140 characters. Very cool. Uh, so thanks, gentlemen. That was a fun little read. And then... We had one website comment, mm-hmm. and that was Luke Overby, and he talked about um, Amazon reviews. So he said, I noticed you oh. got feed. Yeah, he said, I know- he really wants more Amazon reviews. He says, I noticed you got feedback and reviews on the last episode, so in- to, ensure- to ensure that you continue reading Amazon reviews, I'll leave this comment, and he gives an Amazon review, which is awesome. So, um, do you have that in front of you, or you want me to do that? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll read it. Um, okay. Trademark Games Bocce Ball Set with Carrying Case. Oh, nice, Bocce Ball. Yes, I think we all know the importance of Bocce Balls. Absolutely, to the Tony we do. Show. Yep. Uh, great jingle, by the way, by John Fitzpatrick. Yeah, look it up, tkjingles.com. Uh, the question about the Bocce Balls Can it be used on concrete? Answer No. Balls would never stop rolling. The fun of the game is to get the ball to stop in interesting places on grass, dirt, etc. <laughs> that's a really that's a good that's a good answer. Which could be by someone, you know, related to Tony because you know how the red one got lost in the shrubs, you know, it's Yeah. It's an interesting place for it to land. Absolutely. That that's funny. Do <laughs> we have any Luke. other Yeah, thanks Luke. Do we have any other um, Amazon reviews. Oh, I have a bunch, but for time's sake this week, uh, I think we'll save them for next time. And I'll just say, if you haven't searched for sugar-free gummy bears on Amazon, they don't sell the product anymore. But uh, you can go on there. Luke pointed this one, pointed us to this one as well. It is a treasure trove of people writing fake reviews about these sugar-free gummy bears. Um, if you can't find it, you can go to our website, speakingoftangents.com, and Luke's comment is posted on there, and he posted the link there. Oh, and it is hilarious. And yeah. I, we should probably have put that in our recommendation segment because oh, absolutely, you need to read this, people. Just It just goes on and on and on. I read the first couple of pages and was just cracking up. Yeah, very, very funny. Thanks, Luke. Cool. Anything else feedback this week that you know of? Um, I think that was it. I read the iTunes review. Oh, speaking of iTunes. Yeah. Um, did you see that the Tony Kornheiser Show podcast was the number one podcast on iTunes? I the day did that it see that. That's, yeah, it's awesome. That's pretty impressive considering it's not out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope it doesn't have to do that the people haven't actually heard the show yet. Yeah, right. No, that's really, really impressive, and I, I, I am a subscriber. Uh, same here. I think it's totally um, uh, speaks to the fact that people are really looking forward to him coming back and have been starving to, to hear his opinions on all this stuff over the summer. Absolutely, they have. Yep. At least I have. So, you know, we said we're both subscribers. I actually went on the um, 
the iTunes site and was looking at the reviews. He's gotten like over 200 reviews already, which is great. Uh, That's on, hilarious. Uh, on Tony's podcast. And some of them were, were pretty good. Like uh, one titled, Please Tell Michael. <laughs> and it's um, the body of the review is, I have not listened to this podcast, but I am told it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite one so far is, This Show Stinks Already by Raju Narasetti. Oh, that's that's gold. And the entire body of the review is, your services are no longer required. <laughs> which, of course, and then gives it five stars, which is funny. Absolutely. A little payback there by Raju. Yeah. So those are great. Very great. Um, I, so you said how many? 200? Uh, yeah, 225 as of uh, right now. All right. So we need to uh, also recommend people go look at those, especially if they're totally. fans of Tony Kornheiser. If they're not, eh, you, you may not want to do that, but... You're not going to get any of it because it sounds like there are a lot of inside jokes. Yeah, I think so. And I'm uh, the show starts what? Is it day after Labor Day? Day after it's, Labor Day, September sixth. Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Same Looking day as our same day as our fantasy football draft. Oh, that's a good way for me to remember the draft because I still cannot remember that day for some reason. Yeah, the day that TK starts is the day we have a draft. Be a cool. big day that day. A big day. Definitely. So make sure to listen to that starting next week. And uh, in the meantime. If you're looking for some more fantasy football information, you can check out our big mega podcast, whatever. I can't remember what I called it. What did we call it? I think thing? you called it um, the Speaking of Tangents Fantasy Football Deep Dive Mega Podcast Spectacular. Sounds like you've done a voiceover read for that at some point. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so, so look for that and you'll get to hear that. And you'll get to hear our special guest, Rob Berg, uh, go way deep diving on some great fantasy football information. It's really, really interesting to listen to. And I actually learned a lot listening to him uh, when we recorded that this past week that I'm going to use against him in the upcoming season. Make that two of us. Look out, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he still doesn't really have to worry about us. He's still going to kill us, probably. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we, we're trying to talk a big game. We, we at least have to talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm the I'm the champ. That's right. You're the reigning champ. I've got nothing. I got the ring. <laughs> That's what's doing the talking for me. I can't hear you this ring. Well, actually, that doesn't work. I don't have more than one ring. I can't put it in my ears. No. <laughs> but you are getting some sort of prize, aren't you, from Patrick? Yes, Patrick Moffat at Moffat Patrick tweeted out a picture recently of the the trophy that he made to send me as the commissioner of the league, and it's just it's great. You need to check that out. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> but all that to say is that Rob gives awesome information, and we're yes. going to use the strategy he he gave us against him, and we'll probably still lose to him. So that is uh, that is an expert. Yeah, I, I just, I'm 100 percent in agreement with that. All right. Anything else this week? Uh, No, I think that about covers it. Works for me. All right, bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Directed by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Produced by Jason Fuse. Speaking of produce, we planted our first garden this spring, and wowzers, is it yielding some great tomatoes. Now, I don't really care for tomatoes, except for in very small doses, but the person to whom I'm related by marriage loves them, and we also enjoy sharing with others. Craft services provided by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Special guest coordinators are Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. 
The online media coordinators are too many cliffies to mention. Research coordinators? I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas. And I love you.